Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. This week you have just me, no guests this week. And I want to talk about a topic that has been on my list to talk about for uh, a couple of months now, maybe, since we bought our land, basically. And a lot of you have been following along with our land buying journey. If you are brand new here and you're not sure what I'm talking about, I'm going to link in the show notes to um, a couple of YouTube videos. Let's see. I did a Q&A about the land and then I did like a land vlog, which I'm going to do another one of those probably in like September or October and just kind of like take you guys on the process with us, on this journey with us, as I have done pretty much everything else. So... I wanted to talk about the question, is renting throwing money away? And this is probably something you've heard of, probably something you've asked yourself or you've heard other people ask or even seen going around in the debt-free community of Instagram. So I have seen this several times where People in the debt-free community are changing the conversation in so many different ways. And if you don't follow the hashtag debt-free community on Instagram, pop over there, do it now. You're going to find some of the most amazing people that you'll ever meet in your whole life. And so the debt-free community is changing the conversation, right? And so we are questioning, you know, just the normal living with debt, living beyond our means, um, feeling like you're going to be tied down to your student loans for the rest of your working life, like all of these different things. And the debate of renting versus buying is another conversation that the debt-free community is bringing up and is changing and is, you know, highlighting the fact of, is this okay? Is this normal? What is best for you? And all of the other questions, right? Um, So I've seen this come up several times and As you may or may not know, we are currently renting and we sold our house to become 100% debt-free and to rent. And we've been renting for um, about three years now. And we heard this question a lot of not only did we sell our gorgeous 3,000 square foot house with land and all this stuff, not only did we severely downgrade in house severely downgrade in fanciness of our house for (laughs) lack of a better term we downgraded our square footage a lot from about 3200 square feet to about 650 square feet Um, and we had a lot of people question like were we crazy not only moving to a rougher side of town it's not like an unsafe part of town but it's older and it's not that desirable. And then we moved to a tiny house um, on top of that and a super, super cheap house. So we had a lot of people question like our sanity in the first place, question if we were going to be comfortable, question if we were going to be happy, if we were going to be safe, if we were, you know, all these things. 
And then question on top of all of that, was it a smart financial move? Why would you go from owning a home and paying down the mortgage and quote unquote investing in real estate to renting? And for us in that moment, it almost didn't matter. The math behind it almost didn't matter. It did matter. I, I don't mean to say that it didn't at all. But it wasn't our top priority. For us, that decision really came down to freedom. It came down to living small, living cheap, and the all of the other freedom that not being a homeowner brought. For example, when since we've been living here, the landlord has completely had to rewire this house. Because as I said, this house was built, I don't know, maybe in the 50s, something like that. It's a pretty old house and it all of the electricity had to be completely rewired. It was completely not up to code, long story short, but we paid zero dollars for that. You know, there have been several other things that have happened. We paid zero dollars for those, right? So that was part of our decision was that freedom of we just really needed to take a break. We wanted to take a break of all of the responsibility that goes along with being a homeowner. If the roof leaks, you call the landlord, right? If you are the owner, if the roof leaks, you start calling roofing companies and you deal with all of it, right? So it's not just about the money. For us, it was a lot of the freedom as well. So that was ultimately our first decision. It was the freedom of not being the homeowner. It was the freedom of living in the small square footage. And it was also the freedom of our rent was significantly cheaper than our mortgage used to be. So just for transparency's sake, and y'all know that we live in East Texas and our cost of living is significantly cheaper than a lot of other places in the country. So don't just turn off this episode as soon as you hear me share my numbers and go, well, it only works for her because she lives in a cheap cost of living area. It doesn't matter what your numbers are. Plug in your own numbers to my stories that I'm about to tell you, my situations that I'm about to walk you through. Plug in your own numbers for where you currently live or where you're considering living, um, what your cost of living is in your area and plug in your own numbers. Um, Don't just say, well, you know, she lives in a really cheap cost of living area. This doesn't apply to me. That's the only reason why it works for her. It's not true. Okay. So for transparency's sake, our mortgage on our 3,200 square foot house with about two acres was around 1,400. And then our insurance was about 100. And then our property taxes were just shy of 4,000 a year. So I think they were, I think they were about 3,800 by the time we moved. And obviously like property taxes go up almost every year. So they had gradually gone up over time. So we're talking 1,400 a month for the mortgage, 100 for insurance, and then about 4,000 a year for taxes. Okay. And then we moved to this tiny house where our Rent is 600 a month, significantly cheaper. We do pay for storage. We pay for a small storage unit for like our Christmas decorations, our furniture that we just couldn't fit in this house, but we didn't want to get rid of, our keepsakes. I mean, 
it's not a huge storage unit. Plus, we pay for a parking spot for our camper because we don't have enough parking here. So that's $175 a month that we wouldn't have to pay if we had a house, right? Um, and our renter's insurance is like $20, less than $20. It's rolled in with our car insurance, but not very much, right? So to us, it was like the money that we could save in the difference was just reason number two because the freedom was reason number one. And then we're like, hey, the math, okay, we can do this. Plus all the stuff that we sold when we downsized. I mean, you can imagine how much stuff we had to get rid of. Plus on top of that, we have this tiny house, even with just window unit air conditioners, which are not great on electricity. Our electricity is half, maybe a third of of the price, right? So we're saving a ton of money there. I mean, so many things. We live in town now versus we were living like 15 minutes out of town. So gas right there, time, all this stuff. And so we really, we did the math. We knew freedom-wise, heart-wise where it was going to put us. And we were like, hey, this makes sense. And to us, it wasn't, oh, renting is throwing money away, right? Even though, yeah, we're paying $600 a month in rent, $175 in storage, $20 in um, insurance. Technically, we're not getting a return on that investment at all. But the difference of where we used to be spending about 22000 roughly a year on housing. Now we're spending about 9500 a month on housing. So yeah, some of that was going to the principal. Some of that was going to a quote-unquote investment. But, you know, that's a really big difference in money, right? So we were like, we can take that difference, like, twelve and a half thousand dollars and what can we do with that twelve thousand dollars you know then in a year's time we can save up in cash flow our eleven thousand dollar boat which is what we did you know we can do things like that plus we're not putting the money in to maintenance and repairs for the house like we had been doing we weren't spending near as much money to take care of the yard and and every i mean the electricity, I already said that, but we were saving way more than that technical $12,500, right? So we were like, what can we do with all this extra money? What can we do with all this extra time, all this extra energy that we're not worrying about upkeeping this huge house, this big yard, all these things? And so we really sat down and we crunched those numbers. We, you know, Pro pro and con list, we didn't make a technical pro and con list, but we vocally (laughs) made a pro and con list and we talked it out and we worked it out, right? And so that's why I want to encourage you guys, no matter what your numbers are or where you live, to sit down and do the same thing and not just look at, you know, how much is it per month? How much is our insurance? How much is our taxes? Do we have HOA fees? Um... What are we, what are we throwing away in interest if we have a mortgage? You know, how much is actually going towards the principal? 
then what are we spending on maintenance, repairs? And a lot of times, you guys, when we have a mortgage, when we're buying, what are we going to say? You've probably said it or thought it. Well, if I'm going to buy, I'm going to get what I want, right? Anybody? (laughs) That's me. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be in debt, girlfriend, I am getting what I want. Literally said that. So what are we going to do? Not only do we have to take all these other things, you know, more insurance, more taxes, more maintenance, more repairs. What are we doing? We're overbuying because, hey, if I'm going to buy, I'm going to get what I want. So then we're talking more square footage, more per month, more electricity, more maintenance fees, more time keeping the house clean, keeping, you know, the yard up, repairing things, da, 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 you know, it goes on and on and on. So take all of that into consideration as well when you're weighing this decision of renting or buying, which one is right. And I loved this post from Building Bread on Instagram and I saved it because I wanted, I I knew that I wanted to talk to you guys about this and I'll link to his post because it was so um, just like spot on of what I wanted to say. I'd already had this topic in my mind and then I came across this post and I was like, yes, (laughs) that's what I wanted to say. So I saved it. So his post says, without doing any of the math, people will tell you that renting is throwing money away and that you're just making your landlord rich. Um, What's the difference between a renter's landlord and a homeowner's bank? Y'all will both be on the same street if you don't pay, right? And so you just go from making your, people are always like, well, you're just making your landlord rich. Well, if you have a mortgage, you're just making the bank rich. Unless you're going to go in there and cash flow 100% of this, then that's a different story. But like 99% of us are not going to do that, right? And so on the next slide, he says, decide what is best for you and your career. In some cities, it is cheaper to own. In others, it's cheaper to rent. Some of us prefer being more flexible to move across the country for a better job opportunity. And he was saying like, he's lived in three cities since January. And he said, ain't no memes that's going to answer the rent versus buy question for you. You've really got to do the math. And I could not have said it better myself. So I'll link to this post so you can go and show some love on that post. Um, but I just like, I was like, it's exactly. And like the part, some of us prefer to be more flexible for us this past three years, this season of life, we needed this flexibility and this freedom. And so, yeah, we're throwing quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes that y'all can't see as always we're throwing $9,500 a, a year away renting, having our storage unit, Oh, get people started on how much of a waste of money a storage unit is. And, you know, paying that renter's insurance. Sure, we're throwing $9,500 a year away. But it has freed up $12,000 a year. And it has freed up our mental capacity, our flexibility, our freedom, like all these other things that we have not only had the money, the time, and the energy to do, okay? And honestly, that is one of the things that has slowed us down. I thought that we would have built a house or bought a house long before 
we rented for three years. That was not our original plan. It wasn't our original plan to be here this long because we felt like even though we were doing the math, we felt like, well, we don't want to throw money away by renting for that long. But here we are because it's been so fun, honestly. Even in this tiny two-bedroom house where we're cramped on top of each other, it's still been fun and it's been so freeing. So let me get back to my train of thought of what I was going to say with that. Um, when we started thinking about, you know, when are we ready to, when are we ready to buy? When are we ready to build? And we kept pushing our timeline back. A lot of it was the freedom and the, well, we're actually going to be giving up so much more to buy and be like tied down again. And although Maybe in some aspects it is a better investment. You know, we are actually chipping away at the principal when we're buying and we're paying down our mortgage. But then we go back into the maintenance, the repairs, the taxes, the upkeep, the time. And if you guys listened to episode 100 where I interviewed my girls, we were I was asking them some of the questions, which we, we've talked about this tons I mean obviously like not on the podcast but um of like the things that we're kind of not looking forward to and having the more responsibility is one of those things that we're kind of dreading and that was something else that I asked the girls of like what are they not looking forward to and I asked them I said anybody else like not looking forward to having a bigger house to clean you know because they you know, they're right there. Like they help me clean. They're responsible for their messes. They help me, you know, clean the floors, dishes, laundry, trash, you know, all the things. Um, and they know that that's going to be even more responsibility for them. So that was something else that really went into our decision of when we were ready, you know, were we ready to be tied down and have more responsibility and have more commitment and, you know, not even just the money aspect. So I was running the numbers and this was something that actually scared Daniel, my husband, into um, wanting to wait longer because he was like, I ran all these numbers and I'm telling him all these things. And he's like, so you're telling me that we're going to waste so much more money by buying. I don't like that. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I just want you to know Like I've crunched the numbers and this is what they really are. And I encourage you guys to do the same, whatever your numbers are, wherever you live, whatever your interest rates are, because they're not going to be exactly the same as mine. Obviously, your budget's not going to be the same as mine, more or less. You know, we all are we all are living in different worlds. We all have our own thing going on. So do your own numbers. Um, But I just wanted to kind of let you guys in on some of my numbers as I'm personally crunching these numbers going into this. So first of all, I wanted to share our land note, um, our land payment information. So I told you guys with our land, we bought our land for 120,000. We financed 108 of it. We put the other 12 down as our down payment or 10%. Um, we got a four and a half percent interest rate. And of our first payment, let me see, I'm looking at the stub here. Our first, our payment is $683.43 a month. And of that first payment, 
only 283 of it went to principal, which means a few cents shy of $400 went to interest. And I'm thinking, well, that's throwing away money. That $400 is quote unquote throwing money away. But nobody is going to say that when it's land, when it's your mortgage, right? Because you're investing. Am I investing though? I mean, I just gave the bank $400 this one month, this one month, right? And yeah, our land appraised for about 6000 over what we paid for it. So we're like, okay, cool. As far as like an asset, it is technically an asset. Like we're $6,000 in the positive with it. But every single month we're paying the bank interest $400. And that's with a 4.5% interest rate, which is pretty decent. So you guys look at these statements, you know, really take into account of what are you actually doing with your interest, your principal, like where is your money actually going? So then I had to, of course, be myself, had to go really overboard and budget all of this. So I'm going to walk you through these numbers. I will um, copy and paste these numbers, my notes into the show notes. If you're like me, you're kind of a visual learner. I have trouble like following along when someone is just talking about numbers. Um, So if you're like me and you have to have a visual to pay attention, I'm going to copy and paste these figures into the show notes for you. So just go scroll down and you'll see the, um, the show notes. Okay, so for building our house, all right, our land, 120,000 plus we'll probably spend about 280-ish <laughs> once we do our house, our pool, you know, everything, all of that that we're going to finance. We have put 12000 down already. So that makes our total loan, once we bundle in our construction loan, let's just say 380000 with a 4.5% interest rate. Say we finance it for 30 years. I'm just going to be really realistic here. Okay. I would love to have it paid off faster than that. Let's be realistic. Let's, you know. So for 30 years, that makes our payments about $1,900 a month. Not too bad. You know, not too bad. Considering this is our dream, our old house was $1,400. That wasn't our dream. Not, not too shabby, right? So then we, (laughs) we do this for 30 years we pay just guesstimating $100 a month for insurance, $3,000 a year for property taxes. Okay. You know, 27,000 a year. <laughs> That's not counting maintenance repairs. That's not counting heating and cooling, a much bigger house, okay? Everything else is going to come with that. Over the course of 30 years, not counting repairs or higher electricity, you're talking about $834,000 for my, what started as a $400,000 budget for a house and land, right? That was my original. But once we add in interest, insurance, taxes, 
you're at 834,000. Add in some maintenance, repairs, you're at a cool 900,000 over 30 years. Wow. Like I showed my husband those numbers and he was like, wait, what? Yes. 388,000 for the principal, but then another 320,000 for interest, another 36,000 for insurance, another 90,000 for taxes. Okay. So when we go into a mortgage, you guys, or a construction loan or, you know, whatever route you're going, don't just look at, oh, it's $1,900 a month. That's not bad. Insurance, taxes, interest, repairs, maintenance, electricity. What are we spending our money on? Don't just look at $1,900 a month. Look at basically $900,000 over the course of 30 years. Okay? And weigh those options. Are, are you willing to basically chain yourself to $900,000 over the next 30 years or not? Okay? Don't just, and I, yes, okay, yes, you can sell it. I get it. You're not stuck to it for 30 years. I get it. But assuming this is your forever home and assuming you are doing this as an investment that you intend to pay it off, that you intend for your children to inherit it, okay? $900,000. Let that sink in for a minute. Versus, versus if we stayed in this rent house, which obviously I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to stay in this rent house for 30 years, okay? My girls are going to not want to basically sleep on top of each other in bunk beds for the rest of <laughs> their teenage years, but for for argument's sake, okay, say we stay in this rent house and our rent doesn't go up over the next 30 years, which obviously is impossible, but $600 a month for rent, $175 for storage, $20 for insurance, $9,500 a year. Over the course of 30 years, that turns into $286,000, right? $286,000. Versus my 834,000, not counting repairs. So we're, let's, let's do some quick math. About a half a million. Half a million dollars difference is how much I'm going to spend if I were to stay here or build my dream house over the course of 30 years. It's going to cost me a half a million dollars. So, and, and just for the cherry, the, okay, those are the numbers I shared, I showed my husband. He was like, um, excuse me, what? <laughs> so we're basically wasting, and you're like, okay, well, you're renting, you're wasting all of that money. Where if you're buying, you're only wasting some of it, right? Okay, I get that. Like, I'm only wasting some of it. I'm only wasting, you know, the interest, the taxes, the insurance. Okay, I'm only wasting that part. So with these numbers, these are my real numbers, by building our house, we're wasting $446,000 versus if we stay here renting, we're renting, we're wasting $286,000. Okay. Okay. So we're not wasting the whole $900,000. <laughs> we're only wasting about four hundred dollars of it. That's still a lot. 
That's the difference of $160,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what if, just hypothetical, we were to take that $160,000 that we're wasting difference I decide I don't want to build. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to rent this tiny house. I'm going to, you know, just this is what I'm going to do for the next 30 years. I'm going to save myself from wasting that $160,000 over the next 30 years. And I'm going to invest it instead. Because everyone always tells us, right, that buying a house, that investing in land, that's investing. Okay. But what if I didn't invest in land and I stayed here, I rented... And I took that difference of 160000 over 30 years, even if I just put it in a really conservative savings account and I earned 1% interest. Over the course of 30 years, that money, that 160000 would turn into $637,000. That's just in a savings account. What if I took it and I invested it in my 401k or an IRA or mutual funds, what if I earned 8% over 30 years? That's $2.1 million. So now, (laughs) not only am I making the decision of, do I want to spend $900,000 over the course of 30 years on my house? And do I want 160,000 of that to basically well, 444000 of it will be wasted money. The difference if I was renting, because I have to have a place to live, right? I have to have a place to live regardless. Okay, so instead of renting, I, I'm wasting 160000 But if I were to invest that money, that could be easy half a million upwards to $2 million. So now I'm deciding over 30 years, do I love this house $2.1 million worth? I'm just going to let that, you know, just mic drop for a second. So now I'm, cons- now I'm weighing these options, you guys, of building our, our dream house with our 18 acres and our in-ground pool. And it sounds amazing. And I'm like, okay. budget. Can I stick to it? Can I do this? Can I make the monthly payment? That is the tip of the iceberg of this decision. Okay. It's not, do I want a beautiful house? Do I want my pictures to look good on Instagram? It's not, can I make the monthly payment? That's like, that's beginner level, y'all. Okay. And that is what keeps the middle class middle class. Because that's what we were taught to look at. I don't know about y'all, but that's what I was taught to look at. Does it look good? Do I look successful? Am I proud of it? Can I show it off? You know, and can I make the monthly payment? There we go. Beginner level, y'all. Okay, so if we're going to move from middle class thinking, how can we grow this into a wealth mentality? A wealth mentality looks at it as, you know, if I was not spending this money on this mortgage, what could I do with this money? If I invested it conservatively, it would earn me 600000 If I invested it a little more aggressively, 
it would make me $2.1 million. Am I willing to give that up? Am I willing to give up $2 million of potential investment money to have this house? That's where the question is. So the question is not, is renting wasting money? Because either way, y'all, we waste so much freaking money, don't we? Ever been through a drive-thru? <laughs> Ever made a batch of spaghetti at home? There you go. You know the difference between wasting money and not wasting money, okay? You can make like a batch of spaghetti for your entire family for like 2 or $3. And you can go to McDonald's and drop 30 bucks real fast on a meal, right? We know the difference between wasting money and being smart with our money. So the question isn't even, is renting wasting money? Living (laughs) is wasting money. Living costs money, period. You have to live somewhere, period. You have to eat something, period. It's how much do we want to waste? And does it line up with our values? Is it worth it? Have I done the math? Have I crunched the numbers? Have I done the pro-con list? If I wasn't living here, where could I be living cheaper? How much money would it save me? And if it saved me that much money, what could I do with that money? What could I buy? What could I invest in? Where could I be? Those are the real questions to ask, okay? So that was what I wanted to say this week. I hope that you followed along with those numbers. Again, I will copy and paste these into the show notes for you if I lost you somewhere in this rambling. But these are my real numbers, you guys. This was my real decision that I had to make, that my husband and I had to make for our family, for our future. And I want to keep you guys on this journey with us and walk through our thought process as we go through all of this. I want to try to be as transparent as possible with you guys on the numbers and on why we're making the decisions that we're making. Okay. And we're not perfect. Um, Obviously we're, we're not expert level investors or anything like that. Um, We're just regular people trying to make the best decision for our family. And here I am sharing it with you guys. So I hope this was helpful. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.